Hello, hello, it's JJ. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited today because as the universe would have it, I have been meeting some of the most amazing light workers in the most extraordinary places. And you would think it would be something more structured, but Anna and I met about a couple months ago in Toronto. We were both at an event in Toronto for our 50th birthday, and Anna was a guest of one of the invited guests. And we just started talking about our work and life, and then we continued that through some calls. And now Anna's here with me today. So hello, Anna. Hi, JJ. Thank you so much for having me. I have to, our meeting was totally serendipitous. Um, I just happened to hitch a, a ride basically with a friend to that city for the event. Um, and I did have a feeling like there was someone there I was meant to meet and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, it was totally out of character for me as a mom of very young children to do something spontaneous like that. Um, but I'm so glad I did so that we got to connect. Oh my gosh. I just love it. I feel like the universe is sending me people all the time now. And it's just so magical because every journey is so different, yet we all kind of land in the space of really wanting to share our gifts, share our light and work with others to do the same. So I'm really looking forward to jumping into this with you. We named this the light that shines on our work. Because I feel like many of us evolve and it evolves not only us from the inside, but the work that we're doing on the planet. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. But I think the thing that came forward for me through our conversation is authenticity. Mm. Authenticity. And so, Anna, can you talk a little bit about what that word means to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I am a mental health therapist, um, also a yoga teacher and a Reiki master. Um, and so when I think of authentic self, I have my own journey and then I have the journey that I work on with other people to help them find and discover their authentic self. And I think what that means for me when I first am thinking about it is basically being aligned with our thoughts and feelings, um, rather than resisting them, um, or trying to fight against them. And I think that that comes up a lot. Um, when I first start working with people, there's a lot of shoulding that they do. I should do this. I should do that. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't feel this way. I have so much to be grateful for. I shouldn't feel down at all. It's not right. Um, and I will usually just work with them on that and we replace should with could, I could be thinking differently, or I could not be feeling this way, um, in order to allow them to have their thoughts and feelings and the things that come up rather than fight against them. Um, So for me, when I'm being authentic, I'm doing things when I get that gut feeling, yes, I do want to do this or no, I don't want to do that. Um, And I listen to it so that I'm not spending lots of time and energy fighting the gut feeling, fighting the intuition um, or just fighting what I'm, what I'm thinking about in a certain instance. Um, And so that allows flow a lot more easily into my life. Like, oh, hey, I said no to that thing. I set that boundary and that's what I needed. Um, And that's what I appreciate doing. And so the more that I've been able to connect with my thoughts and feelings, following my gut intuition um, and all of that, the more that I just feel more authentic and more free in not having to spend all that time worrying about what I should be doing or what everyone else thinks I should be doing um, or kind of societal pressures. So that's kind of my first, my thought on authentic self there. I love that. And this morning I got a text from a friend that I'm going to read because it just so perfectly aligns to your answer. 
It says the only people upset about you having boundaries are the ones that benefit from you having none. I love that quote. I love that quote. I tell that quote to people I'm working with. I remember hearing that for the first time and that hitting and applying that to people in my life and understanding like, wow, that is really true. The people who are understanding when I set a boundary are are happy that I'm setting the boundary. They can see that that's the best thing for me. Uh, I'm going to read it again. I think it's so powerful. The only people upset about you having boundaries are the ones who were benefiting from you having none. Yeah. Ah, I just want to sit in that for a moment because it gives us permission to create those boundaries for ourselves that keep us whole, keep us healthy. And I think as women, we often learn that we often learn not to have boundaries, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And there's a power over us then when we don't have boundaries and that person or that institution benefits from us not having them from us just saying yes to everything. Yes. We'll do more for everything, for the kids, for the house, for the school, for work, we'll do all the extra things. And all those yeses usually mean we're saying no to ourselves. We're saying no to what we need, what we want. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, it takes the way of away from self-empowerment because if we are always taught to be a good girl, to do what other people ask of us, to always be helpful. Like we do, do, do at the cost of our own self love. And I think that's so important. And, you know, you mentioned the word institution. So I know there are definitely big energies at play that you have had to maneuver throughout your life to sort of give yourself permission. So how has that unfolded for you, you know, around the idea of just allowing yourself to sidestep what you were taught in an early age? That was, that was, that was a real journey that probably happened in my twenties. Um, up until then it was very much good, good girl energy kind of following what I was supposed to do. Um, for me, religion was a really large piece of um, kind of the institution that I was raised in that had ideas about males and females. What females couldn't do was largely the message or what we could do was very small and only directed at other women um, or caring for children. Um, and that was very much the message there. Um, and at, I mean, at the same time, I focused on on schooling and all of that and doing well and academics um, and kind of getting into a career. Um, but later on, it was coming out of religion and learning what it was that I wanted to take from it and what it was that I wanted to leave behind. Um, first for myself and now uh, with my family, also for my family. Um, and that's summarizing in a short way, a very long um, and deep process, very painful at times, very lonely um, at times. And I can say, I can proudly say that it's something I feel like I've worked through. I'm certainly never done working on it, um, but worked through it rather than got over it. Um, And that's another distinction I like to make with people. Like people will say, well, oh, just get over that. Like, oh, well, 
you were raised religiously, like just get over that. You're an adult now. Um, and I find that if we try to get over something, we haven't gotten through it. We haven't actually processed it. And so we end up, even if we get over it, we fall back into that place until we choose to consciously and mindfully go through it. Um, and I understand we, why we want to get over things rather than go through it because it's so painful to go through. It. It's so painful to look at the shadows, the dark things, the things we're angry about to have, allow ourselves to have those feelings that are uncomfortable. Um, and maybe we weren't modeled or taught how to have those feelings or what to do with those feelings. Um, so being able to go through it is, is a journey that takes a lot of courage. Um, and it's something that I'm proud to have been, have done to the point that I've done it so far um, and to help lead others through it as well when they are courageously coming to me um, to do that for themselves. Well, I will say that you are not the first that has been on this podcast that has talked about essentially being in some kind of bubble institution energy that was holding them back. And I have a belief that many of the light workers that are here today are here to help, but oftentimes they're a little nervous to use their gifts. And some of us come in or choose to come in in ways that we think we won't be able to use our gifts. And so we lock ourselves into situations that we're born into that almost hold us down or hold us back on purpose, but inevitably most of us break free. Mm. Mm -hmm. because our soul is so powerful and our gifts are so potent that we are here for a reason. And I think for many of us pushing through those institutional barriers, expectations, and energy is part of our life's work because we have to almost prove to ourselves that we believe enough in what we're here to do in the world, that we will push through these large, large energies uh, so that we can do our life's work. Yeah, absolutely. It takes that power. And you, I would say, I didn't know what it was preparing me for back then. It was just like, I knew I, I knew it just wasn't working. It wasn't feeling right. Wasn't feeling good and getting out of it. And now, and now I can see, oh, like there was, there was so much purpose to it, not just for me, but collectively, there are so many people who have done this also who are doing it. And who are at all different stages of doing that, whether it's with religion or another institution, to your point. Um, and having other people who had done it before me and led me through it. Um, and all of that is, is so powerful, that collective part, when we're having this very individual experience that can be so isolating and lonely feeling. Lonely. Yeah. I think lonely is such a key word because... They strategically create loneliness, not only for the person getting out, but sometimes the energy or backlash to the family too. And so you're getting it from every angle, Mm -hmm. but I really just want to applaud you for continuing to work through it and taking the strength that you found in the process to help others work through their obstacles, mindsets situations because sometimes you have to lean on other people's strength to pull through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's lonely feeling and you don't want to do it alone. You don't want to be stuck doing it alone for too long, Um, which is part of why I appreciate the community that you are built, have built and are building 
Um, and as I listen to other people and other things and get to be, do that, oh, me too. Oh, they get it. Oh, they've been through it. I find it so powerful. And so as soon as anyone can connect to someone else who can just say, hey, me too, I get it. I've been there or I am there. Um, there's just, there's so much power in that and some relief. I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. That that lie from the institution of if you leave, like you're you're done, you're gone, you're out of it. You'll have nothing can feel so real when that loneliness is palpable. Um, but as soon as you can connect to some of those other people out there who've broken out of it or breaking out of it, there's just so much connection there that we're just wired for that we need to be able to keep going and taking the next steps. I love that. And for anyone listening, that's really resonating with this, you know, Anna's in together. We seek that online. You can find her profile. You can message her. Her links are in there. And I think, you know, we, as women, one of the reasons I love the community and I feel so strongly about it is I feel like women working together in this way will break sort of, sort of our soul memory of some of the energies that have been, we've been pitted against each other in so many ways. And I feel like bringing women together to share their stories, to share their strength, to share how they're moving towards their life's gifts and how they're using them to help others will create an, a really strong bond among all of us. And I feel like it's through these practices and and tapping into this source energy. This is how we're going to strengthen the network of women. Because we know inherently that we are connected in this way, even though many organizations have really tried to, to convince us that this is voodoo or bad yeah. energy or woo-woo or whatever you want to call it. I believe that these types of connections and these types of conversations will remind us how powerful we are individually, but collectively how we can shift the energy of the planet. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's it's a remembering. I think it's just that we have forgotten because of the institutions, because of history and how it's pulled women apart. And if we went back to indigenous cultures of the community that's there and the women who just are connected and together and helping each other, and there's so much less separation there. And we've lost so much of that through capitalism and the patriarchy and all of that. And I feel like when women get together, there's a remembering of like, oh yeah, we're not just against each other. We're not this story that gets told over and over again that women are catty and can't work together and the, the moods and all of that. And those are all such, such ugly lies. Um, and a lot of, you know, the work that I do as far as yoga and Reiki are rooted in other cultures, are rooted in India with yoga and Japan. Uh, Reiki comes from there. And it's so important to remember those cultures that, they come from the beautiful healing practices that we have and that, that, I, that I have the privilege to even um, have been part of my healing process and bring to other people's healing process. Um, there, there's a lot of cultures and a lot of history of women doing this all together for so long. Um, so it's nice to have this remembering space here. I believe, I believe in that. And I believe all of these conversations will remind us of our connection and our power, our wisdom, our innate knowing. And that is what's going to shift the energy of the planet. That's what I believe. And so as you think about your evolution, your journey, how you've worked through it, how has that shined new light on the work that you do in mental health? Mm. 
it has just, it has expanded it for me. Um, like I said, I did the whole book thing. I did the academic thing. I'm very proud of the the schooling I have and the the degrees that I have and the licensing that I, I have really, truly worked very hard for. Um, but for me, when it really kind of clicked and things took place, I knew I was going to be a therapist. I was in my 20s at graduate college. Um, and my own therapist who was working with me recommended that I go to this meditation circle where the the guy, the leader provided Reiki energy healing. So I started receiving that. And at that point, I couldn't have told you what Reiki was. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying to tell people about it. I don't know. All I know is that I'm experiencing it and it's working and it's helping. So in me doing the cognitive work I was doing with my mental health therapist, um, and then also having the Reiki energy healing and coincidentally also getting into yoga, learning about yoga, finding about, about my breath and my own body and realizing the feelings that I even have that I was so out of touch with. Um, everything just expanded and things seemed to go, the healing process within therapy went faster and went deeper for me when I incorporated those other pieces of it. And so I'm so grateful to that therapist for doing that for me. And as soon as, you know, I had that for a couple of years, my whole life completely shifted. I got out of one relationship, um, and into the relationship with my now husband, um, who wasn't part of any religion. So that was like a big <laughs> no, no. And then I lived with him before we were married or engaged or anything. And so I was breaking lots of, lots of barriers, um, that were there. And I was truly like choosing to be happy. I remember that therapist told me, if you're going to do this work, she's like, you have to have a happy life. Like you deserve to have a happy life. Um, and I'm so glad that she gave me that message because I had internalized this message of following my heart is wrong. Um, it's sinful even if, you know, and all of that. And so it really took practice for me to learn to follow my heart and trust my intuition, um, and trust that I knew what it, would take to make me happy and that I could have it, that I deserved it, that I was worthy of it. Um, and so that plus so many other things, just expanding. I, I was like, I know I have to bring this to other people. I know that I have to do it. Um, and it took more, it took another degree. It took lots of years of the licensing process. Um, and then I moved from Jersey down to North Carolina about two years ago. Um, met another therapist with a practice who was looking to do holistic work. She incorporates ecotherapy into her work, um, Shika Patel. And so we just, we have this practice now down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and I'm actually finally seeing people in person for the first time in over two years um, and being able to provide yoga and Reiki either in addition to therapy or separate from therapy. If people already have their own therapists, um, you know, keep seeing those people and you can always add in yoga and Reiki in any form. And so I'm, I'm just so excited to offer all of that and to get to give that to other people in one place, um, rather than having them have to go like I did. And I was happy to do it, but I had to go to a few different places and to have it kind of like the one-stop shop. Uh, we're going to treat the whole person of you, not just your mind in therapy, but also your body, your spirit, your energy, your emotions. Um, is is truly just my favorite thing to do. It's a dream come true to be doing this work with people. And it just lights me up every day to see other people benefit from it. That's amazing. And I honestly think you do have to go through it yourself. I mean, even what I've written about through my books and stuff, like I have to go through it first before I can share it. Yeah. And I feel like it's just a way that you can really sort of test drive and also 
you know, and even I remember being in Omega, this woman said, you know, how do you talk about things from stage? And I say, I have to work through it fully before I can share it. I can't share things when I'm halfway through it because I'll be a bumbling mess. I need to really move through the whole experience before I can share it in a way that's not only meaningful, but also allows people to create action on their own. And I think, you know, you can just see how your face lights up that you've been able to do that for others. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, there's that knowing then there's not just, Oh, I learned about this or, Oh, I read about this. There's like a deep knowing when you have gone through that process. Yes. yes. And I'm curious because, you know, not all facilities have this integrated approach. Like, was there a whisper to go to, I mean, I feel like sometimes universe just makes it happen, but was there something specific that, you know, like you were brought to Charlotte through your spouse or something happened, but like the fact that you ended up in Charlotte and you're working for this woman that has created this integrated practice. I mean, that is definitely universal led. Did you know it when it was happening or is it more hindsight now? It is. It's the perfect question because it is completely the universe coming through. So my husband and I had always talked about moving to Charlotte. His family had started moving down here from Jersey over the years. Uh, We talked about it. We knew before our first kid was in kindergarten, we wanted to make the move. Um, And so he was almost three at the time and the pandemic was happening and we were both working remotely. and And then, you know, housing, it was right before everything kind of blew up. And, um, I, I also feel like the universe and I've got some, some guides and loved ones on the other side. I feel like they helped make it happen. The, the perfect house came through at the perfect time, checked literally everything on the list from like, I want a really nice bathtub to, I want a Creek in the back. And I'm like, this can't even be real. And we just called the realtor and we're like, we want it. And she was like, there's a highway right there. You don't want that. And I was like, you have no idea what we're dealing with in Jersey. We can stand a little bit of noise. Um, over there. So we ended up in, we ended up in the Charlotte area. Um, I had my second child, my daughter at that point. Um, and then I was go, ready to go back to work and I was looking around um, and I happened to find Sheikah's listing for a therapist. Um, and we started talking and she's also from New Jersey. She moved down to Charlotte a month after I did. We did not know each other in New Jersey um, <laughs> by any means. But we had, a, we have a certain kind of connection in being from New Jersey and being down in Charlotte. Um, and I could tell from then I was like, I don't know exactly what this is going to look like. This isn't what I plan to do. I plan to come down and just do my own thing. And I was going to be fully independent. Um, and this was also the universe saying, Hey, you're a mom of little ones. You can do your work that you love, but also you don't have to do it all. And you don't have to do it alone. Um, and that was stuff I, I worked through on my own too, that worthiness that I can ask for, receive help, support, um, and not have to do all of it on my own, but it was absolutely just meant to be. Um, and we just aligned so easily and so well, um, that it's just a a very favorite story to tell of how we connected and made this happen. Well, for anyone listening, hopefully you've been inspired by not only Anna's story, but also how things like when you really prioritize working through the energy containers, barriers, obstacles that are put forward for you, when you work through them, and I've had to use many energy practitioners to help me do it, which is why I really brought the community together was to share other people that could help you work through it. Uh, You know, the universe helps you along the way. And Anna, I just so appreciate you joining us and really sharing how the light has not only shined on you, but the work that you do today and even how you work. Uh, the light has shined. So thank you so much for joining us. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is so inspiring in so many ways. And I feel like just capturing these stories of light workers and how they got to where they are today is equally as powerful as the work they're doing. So hopefully anyone listening will check out Anna, Anna's website and connect with her to talk about her work and even her journey. So thank you, Anna. Thank you, JJ.